What's going on, Long Island? It's your boy Bruno. We're back at it again. Special session today. How's everybody doing this weekend? Hope everybody is safe. I uh, hope everybody's nice and tucked in with our snowfall that's been coming down. Everybody stay warm out there. We got a little something special for you today. Uh, but before we dive into that, I want to bring on my uh, co-host, longtime co-host, Dennis. Dennis, how are you doing today, brother? Ah, oh, man, Bruno, I'm doing good. Uh, feels good to be back in the seat again, um, you know, with everything going on. Uh, you know, I'm always a big fan of, of hearing the, the weekly podcast, so it's good to be a uh, guest, and I kind of feel like I could be a part of whatever you guys got going on. So uh, thanks for having me back on, man. Not a problem, man. I mean, it's always, you're always welcome. You know that, my man. <laughs> so uh, what do we got for our for our listeners today? Let, let them know what's going on. Yeah, so today we have a very special guest. Uh, you know, this is the Long Island Game Week podcast. So we'd like to cater to the esports that are going here on Long Island. And we have Thomas from Five Towns College. Uh, and he's going to, uh, you know, talk to us a little bit about esports. And I think it's, you know, really cool to be able to have Thomas come on, um, you know, representing a school that's on Long Island. And of course, talking about esports. Thomas, how are you doing today? I'd like to introduce yourself to the people. Hey, Dennis. Hey, Bruno. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, like Dennis said, my name is Thomas O'Keefe, and I am the head esports coach at Five Towns College. We just launched our esports program this past semester and couldn't be more excited to represent Long Island esports. Uh, it's definitely growing campus by campus, high school by high school, recreational league by recreational league. I'm um, so excited to be a part of the community that we have growing here. For sure. Yeah, we're excited to have you. It's always good to, you know, we, we interview so many people from so many places, so many, you know, backgrounds, but it's always, you know, it, it's close to the heart when we're able to uh, interview somebody that's in a school in Long Island that's trying to do something for the, the community, for the esports community and, you know, like everybody knows, Long Island does need it more and more. We have excellent gamers, excellent, excellent players, excellent streamers out here. It's just, you know, we don't have too much of a basis besides what we do and what other schools do and more schools that come into it. You know, it, it, it helps us out in what we're trying to do and it helps the community itself. So we, I, I personally think from our side, we thank you guys for, you know, taking the initiative of, of starting your, uh, your esports uh, program. Um, let's, I mean, let's yeah, start out with the basis. Tell us a little bit about your program, where are you guys located? What do you, you know, what, what, what is your, 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 your basis in terms of games, in terms of players, you know, give us a little bit of a background regarding uh, the program in the school. Sure. Five Towns College is a liberal arts school based in Dix Hills, Long Island, New York. A relatively small school, uh, 750 students full-time, really focused on theater arts, production, graphic design, audio engineering. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to ultimately take the job. When you think about esports, the, the beauty of esports is that so much more than, than just the act of the game. There's content creation behind it. Um, there's marketing, business, and everything that esports uh, and why it's a billion dollar industry, I thought the students were learning that into the classrooms. So why not apply the academia to actually the, the game portion? 
and there was a huge need for esports at Five Towns College. I had the opportunity to study at St. Joseph's in Patchogue, Long Island, undergraduate, and then got my master's at St. John's. And in between classes or after classes, we saw students in the cafeteria or their dorms playing esports. And now with the rise of esports on campus, it gives the students the ability and platform to showcase their skills um, in, in a more of a structured pipeline, similar to what we see in traditional sports. Instead of a recreational 5v5 basketball game, the, the NCAA gave them a platform and we're doing just that for esports as well. At Five Towns College, we are competing in six game titles currently, a mix between traditional sports and then the historic esports that we see, um, such as Fortnite, Rock League, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Um, we have an Overwatch practice team. And this is the first semester. So right now, our focus is to just create a foundation that gives us an opportunity to grow year over year with internal students and external students once we have that case study and really build the foundation and community that I plan on doing as a coach. Very nice. That's awesome. That's Very awesome. Nice. Yes. Um, now, you, you, you say basically you guys have the Fortnite and all that. Are you looking into also expanding in terms of other games or are you looking to focus more on just those games? Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to grow into as many games as possible. Reason being is because we, we want to create a platform for everyone. There are students on campus that have a traditional sports background and that translated into the, the tradition, uh, traditional esports uh, background with the Madden, the FIFA, the NBA 2K. But then there's players out there that are interested in League of Legends, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Rainbow Six Siege. Um, and whatever the students are interested in, it's my job to go find them a platform and a league to compete in. So I want to be adaptable and flexible um, to really provide opportunities back to the students. Nice. Um, so I guess I kind of have a question in, in regards to them, some of that. So have you noticed, or I'm not sure how involved you are, but when it comes to the recruitment or the understanding of esports between your university, I mean, excuse me, your college and parents, have you had any interaction with the parents? I mean, I know they're in college, so, you know, it might be a little less, but is there, is there a learning curve or do, would do students find out about your program? Like, Hey, I'm all in, or is it kind of like a decision maker? How does, have you noticed any effect on students that enter in your program? Do they already know and they're happy about it? Or is it like a parent kind of curve that you got to educate the parents about your uh, esports program as well? That's a great question, Dennis. I think it's a mix. Unfortunately, we still see a stereotype with esports. Um, that, hey, you're just a basement gamer and now you're going to college to continue that basement gamer mentality when you should be in college uh, for academics and setting yourself up for a, a, a career. But then there's also eSport uh, e coaches and parents that I speak with on recruitment calls that say, I'm so excited. Um, my my uh, boy or girl never had an opportunity to be, to be a part of a team. This will teach them the communication skills, the leadership skills, and have them be a part of a bigger family and give them that already that niche community uh, when they enter a campus because joining a campus where you don't have that solid quote unquote friend group can always be nervous. The esports team 
Uh, we're all friends. Even if you're playing Madden, you're, you're on the same team as the, the Fortnite duo. So it's all about the community and culture that you're building and the education behind it. I urge parents to join the recruitment calls because I never really talk about esports for, I'd probably say the first 30 or 45 minutes of my recruitment calls. I want to know about the student. I want to know what they're trying to study, what they're interested in long-term. How can I help them with the academia side and internship and job opportunities with the networking that I have? And if that's a good foundation, then I'll transition to esports because I don't want to sell a student on a quick sale. Hey, come here, lead my Fortnite duo. Automatically, you'll, you'll be a starter. You'll play against the top colleges in the nation. And then they're not happy with the academia and then the other aspects of college life. So I urge the parents and I talk about everything that goes into what I did when I was making a decision into college and how I want to take that approach when I'm trying to recruit their, uh, their, um, their kids. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing, man. You know, like you articulated it so well, as far as just the, the core understanding that, you know, you as a recruiter have in the position that you take, because it's not often heard, you know? So I really appreciate you addressing that and answering that, that question because it gives a lot of clarity for any of the parents that, you know, listen to our podcast or will hear this podcast of what that process actually looks like. And from the perspective of a recruiter such as yourself and why it matters, but also how it doesn't play a major role into them academically versus them just going to, uh, you know, be a part of an esports club out of college. Um, I do have one question. Now, in terms of, of, of the, the players that you have, do you see that they are coming from, in terms of the school the, the, the school side of what they're, they're in the actual college are doing, do you see them coming from all different, like, let's say you would think, okay, computer games, graphic designing, probably. Do you see that they come from just that background or it's, it's a, a more vast uh, uh, other um, – subjects that they're coming from i think it's a mix um there's a lot of people interested in graphic design then i also have students that are studying business audio engineering and that's what i love about it because i'm trying to build an esports program that everyone has a role within the team you could be a social media coordinator you could be a recruitment coordinator you could be a twitch moderator and the reason for that is um a lot of times when you're an athlete on, in a college, whether traditional sports or esports, you spend so much time investing in your game that when you're looking for those internship and job opportunities, your resume might be a little uh, weaker compared to most that had the opportunity to work outside of practice and game schedule. So with this approach, and everyone has their own skill sets with what they're studying in college, I could help them grow their resume with the fields that they're interested in to ultimately when they're ready to find that internship and job opportunity, they could speak, hey, I was on Five Towns Esports uh, program. I was not only a player, but I also assisted in social media. I helped the audience engage by X percent, or I was a recruitment coordinator and I increased the pipeline by X percent. It gives them a leg to stand on when they're finally looking to uh, grow their resume and um, work experience based on what they're studying in school. So it's definitely a mix 
uh, between all the programs that Five Towns College offers. And I think that's so unique because it gives people different experiences to talk about. So when we're thinking about content creation, there's people thinking from the business side of it, but then there's also people thinking about how to really engage with the audience of what they want to see. And that's the key to content creation and building a strong foundation on having a friendly debate on what's the best approach. Um, so I, I love how it's a mix of educational programs. Nice. Very good. Very good. That's it, it, it's a good thing. I mean, you know, it, like you were saying before, you still have that. There's, there's still that whole, yeah, you're, you're just, a, you're just a, 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 a basement player, a basement dweller. It, it, <laughs> I, it's, it's funny. We're, we're in the 21st century, 2021, post, post year of COVID, with this whole change in the world. You would think that that little thing would change and it's just it, it it i could say it personally it hurts to think that people still see us as that you know it's time to come out of the shadows you know and 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 really you know treat us as as what we are i mean you know there's you, you go online and you see these people they're making money they're doing they're, they're calling it work doing streaming playing video games i think it's time you know it's good to see colleges like yours and and, and others that are out there that are taking that initiative to put us out there as what we what we are not just you know oh yeah you're a little kid in the basement playing video games in the dark and stuff like that you know we we, we like like from your college you're talking about educated people that are going to college to study to be something more and, you know and they play video games it's it it's i love to see what you guys do because it it helps us also change that view in terms of the people because it doesn't make us look you know let's say you know quote unquote dumb not that we are dumb but it has nothing to do with that but it's just people see that i mean i'm a, i'm i'm a i'm a guy from the from that was born in the 80s in the mid of all this you know the, the the start of the boom of video games and i still remember them saying video games you're a loser yeah but i just want to really quickly reinforce when i say um someone playing in the basement it's really no, no, important. No. To, no, no. I just, um, it's really important to say how far we have come. True. Unfortunately, there are people who think that, and there's going to be all the time people that think that. But in yeah. terms of esports as a whole, I really believe that it's becoming more mainstream. A lot of help, obviously, with the pioneers in esports, but then also on the traditional sports side. Over the pandemic, we we had the opportunity to watch Kevin Durant, Richard Sherman playing esports uh, on uh -huh. ESPN. Yeah, and the the fact that it's getting that attention um, and the recognition that it really deserves, because at the end of the day, we're all ga uh, gamers. Uh, I would say a lot, most to all, we're all gamers. Uh, whether you're a competitive gamer or a gamer for the social aspect that I grew up as. So we, we definitely have come a long way, and I think that's so important to focus. But unfortunately, you're, you're always going to have those individuals that uh, you can't really change their mind and say, hey, uh, what's so different about esports? And the Philadelphia 76ers training staff are the same training staff that trains their esports team as wow. well as the, the uh, basketball team. And you learn communication skills. You learn leadership skills, teamwork. Uh, what's so different, whether it's physical, in person, or playing online? So I'm so proud about the uh, of the industry and how far we've come, uh, led by the pioneers in the space. 
Uh, but there's just some aspects and individuals you can't switch your mind, and, and that's okay. Um, this this esports community is already so big; it's only growing on a global scale. We don't need everyone to see the the purpose and what we're trying to accomplish every day growing the space. Um, so I'm really excited to where the esports is and where it's going. Out of curiosity, do you did you do, do you think or do you feel that maybe the esports community had not the community itself but like we're saying the people outside of the community the parents the even the people out past the parents do you see there has been some type of a change in terms of the way that they approach it um esports uh especially you know esports in school ever since mm -hmm. the, the kid from philadelphia won the Fortnite tournament at three million dollars yeah and i had a uh, side note i had the opportunity to be at arthur ash uh, what an experience that was. Yeah. And um, you saw all the top Fortnite gamers come, but then there's also Marshmallow acting. And that's the benefit of a LAN event in esports. It's not only the gameplay, but it's it's the fans sharing, the community that they're building, the other events such as the, the, the concert with Marshmallow. And that's what we're trying to accomplish in collegiate esports as well. Uh, create LAN events where it's similar to the March Madness that we see for basketball. There's no reason why there shouldn't be LED signage, fans screaming, supporting your friends, supporting your school, supporting your uh, alumni. alumni. Um, so I do think that there's a switch. And I would argue that parents are involved and engraved with the students now, um, probably because uh, in full transparency, there's scholarship opportunities uh, in uh, collegiate esports now. And when you hear that as a parent, uh, I'm sure that that raises your eyebrows. Um, so I think parents are engraved. And let's face it, when we when we first started esports, chances are you didn't have the money to buy your first console or your first game. It was your parents. And I, I was recruited for tennis. My mom bought me my first tennis racket. Uh, for that reason, I think she was engraved with my tennis career. And for the same reasons in esports, I think parents are engraved, even if they don't think they're engraved with the, the success of their, their kids' career in esports. And I think over time and what we've already seen, parents are really diving into um, their, their, the passion of their kids. And that might be esports. That might be content creation. That might be storytelling on their Twitch or Facebook or YouTube. And they want to be a part of it because that's who their kids are. That's their world. And they just want to be a part of it and see their, their kids be successful with whatever they want to accomplish. Nice. That's, that's great. I have a question. Um, so, you know, there's, there's different parts of esports, right? There's a professional and then there's the gamer. And I just want to know, have you ever, have you encountered a student or a potential student that is familiar with gaming, right? Like you may think he's the best Fortnite or the best Madden player. So, so he's interested. Have you um, experienced the opportunity to talk to them and enlighten them about the other aspects? And if so, what was kind of their response? Because I, I just assume that, you know, there's two different coins, right? You have the parents who may not understand esports or the benefits, but I also feel that there are a lot of gamers who are in high school, who are, you know, looking, trying to find themselves and they hear like, hey, there's opportunities in esports but they don't really know. So have you had any conversations with them where you're able to enlighten them and you notice that they real like their minds were just blown away by the opportunities just from gaming? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So one of my, uh, the, I guess my coaching philosophy is to really extend the coaching outside of the esports venue, whether that's the ability to play on a professional organization team or the various careers found within esports, whether that's event operations, sales, marketing, coaching, the whole nine yards. So I try to really showcase the opportunities and apply it to their strengths, their skill sets and what they're passionate in or what they're trying to do in the future. But then also it's, I think it's so important to know what you're good at, but really focus on what you're not best at. And one of the things that I implemented is a weekly guest speaker um, list where individuals from all various topics of esports can come in to our weekly team meetings and talk about their role, how they got their best practices, best tips. Uh, we launched a series the first week last week, which was the first week of the, the semester. Uh, we had an alumni of Five Towns College who is now a full-time Twitch content creator, has 16,000 followers. He talked about the grind when he was first starting. Uh, he had four or five followers and how it's so important to just every single day, just keep grinding away. And I told the team, I said, especially as a new team, we're going to have some days where we have low viewership. We're going to have some days where we have tough losses against other programs nationwide. But what are you going to do to get back up and keep grinding away? Are you just going to take the loss and say, why are we competing? We're getting killed every single week. Or what are you going to do the next day? Practice, communicate with your teamwork. And it was, I think it really showcased the importance of guest speakers and bringing in professionals and expertise in each field. And next week, we have the head of Scholastic Esports at Epic joining us to talk about career opportunities in esports. So, Dennis, my approach is to focus on the student athletes and their interests first and foremost uh, with the um, traits that I have and the skill sets, but then bringing in my network that are, are more educated on certain topics to really showcase to the students the opportunities beyond just gaming. Nice. Very great, nice. great. About how many um, are on your roster right now? As far like overall, because I know you have different teams, but about mm -hmm. your roster as far as um, your students who are involved in your esports program. So right now we have 16 full-time members. Um, I'm very happy with 16 um, with being the first semester, but I, I, I'm very positive that once I can really be on campus and recruit and when students see the esports venue, that's going to double just with internal students. Unfortunately, with the pandemic, I was very restricted on the opportunities to be on campus to showcase and highlight my goals of the program. So 16 students by just word of mouth. And I had a esports workshop when I was first hired at Five Towns College to educate players, administration, and students and alumni on the goals of what I'm trying to build as a program, not only in year one, but really to focus on years to come. Uh, 16 students uh, right now, full-time. I'm, I'm very pleased. And I think they're going to be internal recruiters as well because they get to share their experience uh, being on the team with their classmates, with students that they might know that are entering Five Towns College. And I think we're going to quickly double once we have that case study. No, that's amazing. That's amazing. I do have another question, Bruno. I know you might have some questions too, and I'm just kind of going in at it. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but so, so it's great uh, definitely hearing about your program, but you know, what, 
what drew you into esports? Like, what was your first experience? Because clearly, you're very passionate about your program. You have a lot, a lot of knowledge. But what was your experience in the esports? How did you get into it? Whether it was later on in life or as a child, where did that come from? Your love for esports? Sure. Um, I think it's so important to be fully transparent because people could quickly realize if you're just. Uh, I guess, talking to talk. So growing up, I was a social gamer. I was never a competitive gamer. I started with NFL Street, if you remember that. Yep, Michael yep. Vick, uh, Ricky <laughs> Williams, uh, just a great game. And I would play to, from midnight to like 3 a.m. with my friends, even on school days. I'm sure my, my mom and dad weren't so excited about that. Uh, but it was just the ability to connect with people around the world that drew my initial interest. And just from that, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, but then I had the opportunity to get my master's in sports management at St. John's University. And when I applied there and when I was first studying there, I never thought I would be learning about esports academia. Uh, but then quickly they got an esports team. They built the venue and I saw the, the smiles and, uh, and the opportunities that they gave to the students and then I got another jo uh, a job at this uh, firm called Collegiate Sports Management Group, which is a multimedia rights holder, which supports college conferences nationwide in esports and traditional sports in marketing, sponsorship, licensing, media, content creation. And uh, the, the team was like, we, we really need someone to take ownership of this esports vertical and help our clients grow. And... I think it's so important for everyone listening when you're looking for a job or trying to grow within your respective field, never say no. With the resources that we have uh, given to us with technology, I knew I could study and it was going to take a lot of times about esports. So I said I could take this job on. Uh, from then on, that was two years ago. I would say every single day I, I was learning about esports. I was engraved. I was going to the the Fortnite World Cup at Arthur Ashe. I was going to PAX East. Then I was speaking at, at, on panels. And little by little, and every conversation that I had, including this conversation that we're having right now, you learn from people. You learn from articles. You learn from the students. You learn from the, uh, the industry professionals. And the ability to learn and the desire to learn about the community is what got me here today. Um, but why I really want to be a coach is just to create opportunities for these student athletes. Uh, I know esports was a huge passion of theirs and to give them a platform where they can showcase their skills on a, a national audience, uh, it just means the world to me. And the real fun is when I see them apply their experience in the esports venue to go find that internship or job opportunity or go back to their house and at the dinner table, talk to their family about how much fun they're having. That's why I'm so passionate about this because I truly believe everyone that's involved with classic esports is creating opportunities for these student athletes. Nice. For sure, for sure. And I mean, it, it, I, I think from what I see, and I think maybe Dennis might say the same, it's just I, I think the esports world, especially in the, the, the school aspect, needs more people like like you and like everybody else that that has created or been a part of an esports team in a college or a high school we need more people like that that see you know 
especially see the struggles that the esports community has in terms of you know finding a place for 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 for, for the kids to you know express themselves because at the end of the day that's what esports is in a way it's a way for the kids to express themselves sometimes they're not good speakers sometimes they're not uh you know they're not sports driven or they're not you know they're not masterpiece uh 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 Greek gods in terms of muscle and strength. You know, it's true. You know, not yeah, everybody, unfortunately, is built like that. And 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 it's it's good to see people giving giving the kids a a, a way to express themselves in a, in a way that they probably would never be able to. It's just I think that we need more people like that. It's good. It, there's growth, but I think we need the, the world needs more. I think mm-hmm. the world would be a better place if there would be more, you know, because it, 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 I think the esports community in a way don't feel so included. Let's put it in that, in that perspective, in terms of, you know, of, 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 of everything else. Cause you know, you look at a guy that plays football, you see somebody that plays basketball, plays baseball. Oh, he must be, he, he must be a straight A student. He's the best. He gets all the attention. Uh, let's face it, some of, some of the boys like the attention from the girls too. And when they hear esports, yeah, you might not get that much, but it's just because, you know, there's not enough people putting esports out on the market like other sports. I think but, um, one, one of my roles as coach and everyone's in the same shoes as me in, in this field is to continue to build an inclusive group um, within. And I, I truly believe we're getting there and uh, we just have to give them the platform uh, as a launching pad into their, their skill sets. Everyone brings something to the table. It's just uh, from a coach's perspective, it's your job to get the best out of everyone and to give them the confidence to um, then be the best speaker. If they, if they're not. And I grew up, I went to speech classes every single day after um, school. And now I'm in sales. I'm a coach. Uh, People listening are probably still saying you're not the best speaker, but I at least have the confidence uh, now. And when you're passionate about something, I don't think you have to be the best speaker because your, your passion and your energy will kind of speak for you. Um, So my job as a coach and everyone in this classic esports is to just keep building the inclusive um, community. And I think one of the reasons how we could do that and to showcase the benefits of esports is what I'm trying to accomplish at Five Towns College, which is not only recruit gamers, but I'm also trying to recruit broadcasters. So there's students that broadcast the, the, the basketball games at Five Towns College. I go up to them. I go, hey, love what you're doing. Um, is this what you're trying to do full time? If they say, yeah, I was like, you ever think about broadcasting NBA 2K? And if they have any questions, I showcase them the similarities. And with that approach, I'm building a community. I'm bringing more people into the esports program, even if they're not gaming. And to really be build a successful program, it has to be a buy-in approach, not only from the gamers, but from the students and more importantly for the administration. So they give you the resources to really go out and build a program the right way. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and then I know we've been going on, so we don't want to hold up too much more of your time, but I do have, I would say three final questions and probably a fourth bonus question. But um, the questions I guess I would have is if you could give a tip to a gamer about anything, whether esports or life, what would that be? 
if you were able to provide a tip to a parent or an association in terms of esports, what would that be? And the third one would be uh, if anybody that let's just say everybody was listening, how could the community help yourself and the five towns college esports organization? So that's three. I can go yeah. over again, but hopefully wow. we got it. Wow. wow. Uh, <laughs> let me let me try to digest all that. Great questions, yeah, yeah, Dennis. Yeah. Um, I guess the first one was with the students and, and the gamer. Yeah. Is that correct? Yep. What would be a tip for them? Yeah, a tip you can provide them. Tip for them is to keep grinding away. I, I know we spoke about that before, um, but if, if you're interested in becoming a content creator, don't worry about views because that will just really uh, drive you nuts. And the guest speaker that I had last week really dove into this, that um, if you're doing it for the views, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Uh, if you're doing it for the love of what you're doing and you really think you're pu uh, pushing out great content, the views will come. So um, keep grinding away. The views will come there, uh, will come. And if you're looking to play in college, um, you might get turned down from a couple of schools. Again, keep grinding. You're calling, your time, uh, keep practicing, showcasing to the, the college and, and the coach that you could be a valuable asset to the team. So never give up if this is a field that you're really interested in, whether that's content creation, playing, or working in the field. Um, so that's my tip to a student is just, if this is the field that you love and you're passionate, let your passion shine and everything else will fall into place. Okay. The, the second uh, question was with the parents. Yep. Uh, what would I tell them? Um, I would just tell the, uh, all the parents out there listening, first and foremost, kudos. Because if you're listening to that, this uh, podcast, you're trying to educate yourself on the field. So I think that's the first step into really uh, providing tips back to the parents is educate yourself. Um, listen to podcasts like this. Read articles about esports that highlight the opportunities found with esports, not only with scholarship opportunities, not only to life skills that you can learn from communication, teamwork, leadership, but the career opportunities. Myself is a perfect case study that I'm a head esports coach and I also do sponsorship and marketing um, jobs with college esports. It's a billion dollar industry for a reason. There's so many opportunities, whether you're interested in broadcasting, event operations, business, coaching. So just continue to educate yourself. And I really want to stress that kudos to you that you're listening to this uh, because more likely than not, you're listening to this because there's someone that you love that's interested in esports, and just giving yourself a platform where you could have a, a conversation with your, uh, your, your kid. Um, I, I major props to you. So continue to educate yourself. And um, the esports community is beautiful, and it's only growing. And I'm I'm glad you're you're part of it now. The third and final question, I believe, Dennis, was what I would try to kind of ask from everyone listening and from the both of you is to um, continue to do what you guys have been doing, which is building a community here on Long Island. In the beginning, we talked about how it's growing recreationally throughout high schools throughout. Um, colleges, but we're also growing from a, a, career, a business standpoint. There's major companies in the esports space, such as G Fuel, the esport official esports energy drink, uh, Raynar Gaming, which is the official chair of the NBA 2K League, and Dream Seat, 
the official chair of many, many colleges and organizations that are based on Long Island. So together we could continue to build this community of esports on Long Island. And I'm proud of Five Towns College to enter that space. And uh, I just hope that everyone works together and collaborative, even if we're competing on certain days and matches. Uh, once those matches come to an end that we're collaborating on to continue to grow the space to create more opportunities for students, um, not only in the years to come, but for uh, centuries to come. Nice, amazing. Thank you for articulating those questions and answering them uh, very thoroughly. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So uh, uh, if you have any more questions, Dennis, I mean, I'm, I, I, I actually have none. You, you got, you hit every point and I think it's right. I do have one question. If they, if, if uh, our listeners would like to see one of your games or um, to see what you guys are doing, uh, where could they find you? Sure. You could uh, learn more information at uh, the website for Five Towns College and I'm probably going to get uh, fired for this, but I'm totally blanking on the Twitch account. Oh, it's uh, Five Towns, capital F, capital T, underscore sound is our Twitch page. We'd love to have you a part of our community supporting our team. Uh, we are a brand new program, so we're building the foundation for years to come. And um, I don't know if you guys could edit the podcast or when you put in bios or anything, happy to include my email where individuals listening to this um, now or in the future could email me about our program, how to get involved, or just questions in general about esports. Always happy to give back to the esports community and answer any questions related about the various topics found within esports. So I will be sure to include uh, my email. Uh, if possible, in in the podcast bio. Absolutely. We'll definitely make sure to uh, take care of that for you and put all of your links, all your social media links uh, within our podcast bio for you. So you got that. No problem. Perfect. Thank you, Dennis. All right. Um, so, yes, I mean, I, I think it was a great, great thing. Uh, Bruno, you want to close us out? Uh, Yeah, I guess that's it, everybody. I mean, uh, it was it was very interesting conversation. Uh, we present to you guys another college out in Long Island that is investing in the esports community just to show you how much we are growing, that the schools are showing more and more interest in being a part of the esports community in one way, in some way, shape or form. Um, so, you know, the eyes are on us, everybody. Get in touch with these colleges that, that are looking to invest in, you know, in, in, in our area, in the esports area, they want to help you. They have the resources. Get in touch with them. They're, they'll put you in the right, in the, you know, in the right path that you need to be. And uh, you never know. I mean, you, you, you could through the, through these colleges, especially five towns, you could be the next top esports player in your game, in your field, the next, uh, commentator on on ESPN on uh, the NBA 2K games or, or Madden games. Just look into it, invest, contact these people. They're out there to help you. They're out there to give you a path that you thought in the past you never had. Well, now you do. So, you know, we're here not to just have a, a friendly conversation with people, but we're here also to ed try to educate in a way and to put, you know, try to put Long Island on 
you know, on the map more than it's starting to be. But, you know, the colleges are there to back, back the community up. They also need you guys to be interested in them. So please get in contact with them. Uh, even if it's just to ask a question, I know for sure they'll probably answer it for you guys. But uh, I think that's it for today. I want to thank uh, Tom for coming on. Uh, it was a great conversation once again. I appreciate for Dennis to come on again. It's been a while since we've been on one of these journeys. And, uh, you know, it's always good to have you back, especially when it's these little special, you know, special uh, gifts that we give out to the community. Um, and you know, you're always welcome to come back, Dennis. I mean, it is your podcast. I'm guy talk, but it's your podcast. So yeah, I'm, no, no, no. I'm just the side piece, dude. You're the, I just, you're the, I just lend my voice, man. I just lend the voice. That's it. You're the man <laughs> behind, behind the scenes. And it's always good to have you in the front, right up front with me. Cause you know, it's, it's, it makes, it makes things a lot easier and it, it, it always comes out to be a good, a good conversation. But, uh, if you have anything else to say out to the people there. Uh, just make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. It's really simple. L.I. Gaming League. Uh, so if you want to follow us on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, it's the same thing. And if to really make it really easy for you, just type in eSports Long Island and you can find all of our content, including this amazing podcast uh, with Tom. Appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until our next podcast, the more who know, the more we grow. Long Island Gaming League. Peace out. Thank you.